Remember back when you were in high school and you were supposed to make these huge life decisions about where to go and what to do with your life, but you actually had no clue yet. Yeah, and it wasn't just about where to go to college or what to do for work. All those questions were actually about who you are and who you want to be. Well, what if there was a way for students in high school to get clear about all those big questions in life, about their identity, their purpose, and their core relationships? Welcome to the Musical Podcast, where we believe inside of everyone is a great story waiting to be told. Hey everybody, this is Scott Schimmel, and this is the first time we've ever had a, a useful podcast on video and on audio. So um, for those of you looking at my big giant face in this uh, computer screen, hello. <laughs> and uh, my lovely guest today, who, if you've been listening and following the useful podcast, this is, uh, we've had very few repeat guests, maybe two or three. And so oh, the fact that you're one of them is a very, I don't know what it means, but it's a big deal to me. Uh, Laura Spencer, uh, why don't you just kind of give us a, a, an update of who you are, uh, what you're doing in the world. How do you like even categorize and explain what you do? Because you're an educator, but I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, I'm an educator right, right now doing uh, some consulting work, but really just trying to connect with people and, and help them understand what learning is about in today's society. How can they transform learning? How can I support them through that work? How can I cheerlead for them? So I kind of look at myself as a I don't know, I don't want to say a jack of all trades, but just really getting out there and trying to make a difference. So connecting with people who are doing the work and seeing how I can support that. You've done a lot of work on innovation, design thinking, um, which is, I think, still very new in education. It's not necessarily new in the marketplace and in, in, right. in the business sector, but um, what is it? Is it accepted now? Just your perspective is innovation and design. Is that a, is that a mainstay? Is it here to stay? I wouldn't go that far yet. I think there are more people that are trying to get on board. I think education is such a centuries old bureaucracy that it's hard mm -hmm. to just bring that into school systems. There's so many things that need to change, but I think you have a lot of people that are trying to make a difference. So you'll see it interspersed, but you won't see it a lot as the way of things. But, um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people who are trying to make trying to make the move. So you see a lot of the things talked about as innovation. Um, design thinking is starting to make a place. It's trying to find its spot. You know, where, where right. does it fit in, I think, is what people are trying to figure out. And they're trying to understand, is it project-based learning? Is it something you only do in a makerspace? Can it work mm -hmm. in a core curriculum? So there's a lot of people trying to grapple with how does it work in education versus you know, how we've seen it work in the industry. So people trying to, to figure that out. What do you, where do you think it fits? I actually think it fits everywhere because I think you have to look at design thinking, first of all, as a mindset. Uh, mm -hmm. If you can look at the world through empathy, it changes yep. how, you, how you view things. So if you look at it that way, then I think design thinking goes everywhere. As a teacher looks at how they're going to teach a lesson, they can use design thinking to consider mm -hmm. the student's needs, right? And, and how yep. am I going to approach this from their lens, not mine? I saw a thing on Twitter today, a guy sent a tweet out saying, Teachers, before you send letters home to parents, can you consider what parents are thinking? You know, don't, don't come at them as, let me tell you how to do your job, but are you building a community? Like that's, that's design yeah. thinking, right? Are you mm -hmm. using your empathy to, to make a difference? Um, and then there's also the piece of, now I want my students to use it. So are they using it intentionally? 
Are they using it to just do a project and then be done with it? So there's a lot of different ways design thinking mm. can be used. Yeah. And it's kind of weird because I think the system has to change in order for design thinking to be really widely accepted. And yet it's going to take design thinking to help the system <laughs> change so that it can be widely accepted. So yeah, you know, chicken and the egg, which, which yeah. should come first, but it's just that interesting paradox right now of education needs design thinking yeah. and design thinking needs education. So yeah. how do we bring those two together? And so I've been, been working with some, some really cool teachers who are doing a lot of work, working with schools. Um, you know, I know we're going to talk about it, but working with peer counselors in different groups and really just trying to figure out how can we really bring this to life in a meaningful way, not just have it be a project with a grade at the end. Well, you're, I think I'd call you like a Twitter star. Um, you're, you're a voice on Twitter, let's say. Yes. And I saw one of the things you did this summer was, I think you called it a design, was it design thinking for happiness? At yes, right. What, right. High school kids. So I was like, what is that? What do you mean by that? Because the birth <laughs> of you school is out of a design shop. And so like you were saying, I like the way you say it. it's, it's just the way you approach things. Um, right. and, and a lot of times people are, are asking me about, from like the, the background of you school, what, what's our credibility? Where did we get our PhD? Where did, you know, and, and we did right. it. We, I don't. Right. Uh, at least the core team, um, but everything we've done has been, how do you actually understand what kids are going through, and how do you ask questions to give space for that? So um, tell me about, what, so it was Ranch Bernard High School, who called, what did they want, what did you do? So one of the counselors from Rancho Bernardo um, knew a, a friend of a friend, right? How, uh -huh. A lot of things happen today's networking. So she reached out and she said, look, we have about 70 amazing students that are going to spend two days at USD learning how to become peer counselors, um, huh. right? So they're going to be leading the charge at their school site, really helping students move forward. She said, we would, at first she said, we'd love to have you come in and maybe do a keynote and get the kids jazzed up about mm -hmm. design thinking and the work you do. But then the more we talk, I said, how about we turn this into a workshop? The thing about keynotes is they're, they're fun to excite people and, and get energized. And I love doing them. But with high schoolers, I just felt like I really wanted to take them further than just saying, go out and be awesome um, yeah. and give them something tangible. So we switched it and, and did a morning workshop. And so the whole idea behind it is if you're a peer counselor, your job is to help with conflict to help students navigate high school, to, to handle peer relations, to handle stress, to handle anxiety, all the things that, that happen. But a lot of times we spend so much time with those students talking about, um, here's something you can do or here's something you can say, but not really showing them how to do it, again, through the lens mm. of the other person. So the design thank you for happiness was a pretty simple concept. Um, had all these students, broke them into groups, and they first really sat and talked about what brought themselves happiness. So we did some reflection activity. Mm. They did some, some jotting down on, on paper and such as to, when you feel like that pure bliss, right? Like Jason Silva, he talks about like the awe. And I actually yeah. showed him a Jason Silva video. When you, when you have awe, what's happening yeah. in your life? And so they, they thought about that for a while. And huh. then they interviewed each other. So really taking it deeper. Tell me about your, your experience. And we talked about interviewing. When you're interviewing to get information, it's kind of like an empathy interview. You're yeah. not saying, oh, yeah, 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 let me tell you about what happened to me with that, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's all about listening. It's just about asking why. It's about encouraging. So really spent a lot of time with the interview process. They were interviewing each other. Huh. And then they decided as a group, what's one person in our group that we're going to design for their happiness? So I'm going to take myself out of the equation, and I'm going to design for that student instead of myself. And then I just took them through that whole design thinking process, the brainstorming, the ideation, the prototyping. You know, it's, it's pipe cleaners and styrofoam and cardboard. I had a whole wall of just, here's all the junk I could find in my shed that you can design with. Um, 
but what they, what they learned was how different happiness is for somebody else. And they talked right. about that when they did the share and we did feedback at the end and each group was sharing is they realized this would have never been something I would have considered hmm. because it's not what I do. Hmm. Right. So like, like for me, if you say, Hey Laura, uh, you know, what would make you happy this weekend? And I said, Oh, I'd, I'd love to go um, off-roading this weekend. And, and you're just thinking like, I would, I would never ever do that. Mm -hmm. So it was important for them to hear from each other and to design for that person. And then we brought it back to that conversation as, as peer counselors, what's the important work here? It's mm. not what you think is the right solution. Yeah. It's what is happening in front of you. We had a lot of conversations about that because I think especially at those ages, they hear these things like, well, you know, if, if you're being bullied or you have anxiety, go talk to a trusted adult. Mm. And they, they actually, when I, when I brought that up, they kind of giggled in the room because let's be real. Yeah. How many 16 year olds are going to walk up to a trusted adult and right. say, I'd like to talk to you about the anxiety in my life and the fact that totally. this girl is bullying me. Right. Yes. So we really had to have those conversations about how do you listen and take uh -huh. it from somebody else's perspective. And I told them, I said, look, if, if you had said to me, confront your bully mm -hmm. I, I, and they laughed. I said, I would rather curl up in the fetal position and cry. Right. I, I'm right. not confrontational like that. I'd rather drop said, out if, of school. <laughs> right. I probably would have, but if you got to know me and you realize that I love to write and mm -hmm. then you had said, well, would you like to write about what's going on? Hmm. Now you're connecting with me and what I need. Right. Yeah. And not what you need. So it was, it was two hours. It was, I think it was, it was transformational for them. Their projects, were so amazing. You know, one group even did a skit about a girl going to a concert and having this experience with her friends. And, hmm. and what they also learned was the missing pieces in people's lives. Because when you're designing for happiness, what you realize is like those moments aren't 24 seven. Hmm. And they're really not meant to be. I think you have right. to have non-happiness in order to appreciate happiness. Uh -huh. But they also started to realize things like, um, there's a lot of loneliness. In high school, right? There is a there is a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of, of cliquish behaviors that are fun for some, but absolutely terrifying and horrible for others. So right. it was it was pretty eye opening. And in fact, the counselor at the end, she said, "Oh, I wish you could work with our staff on this. You know, like, we we need yeah. this too." And absolutely. And uh, you know, I was like, "Well, call me when you're ready." Um, yeah. But I just think it's that type of work that we don't get time to do. We're always rushed. Right. You know, I think uh, mentioning the staff, uh, we, we get to do some uh, work with principals and um, admin teams, cabinets. And I think a, more of a recent thought for me because of design thinking is, is uh, uh, I just see an assumption that you all think you know your students because a lot of them come to your office. You know, you hear about problems with students, you hear about the problems at home with a small percentage of the students in your campus. And um, I guess my design thinking lens is you actually don't know your students at all unless right. you are a student and go to class and sit with them and are on uh, the snaps with them. Um, you actually don't, you, there's no way you could get to know them. And so um, you, what you're describing is a process to close that gap. I've, I've been calling it, it uh, immersion, like cultural mm -hmm. immersion. Yes. Like yes. in everyone's study abroad, like we're going right. there not to bring yeah. our values or our perspective. We're going there to immerse ourselves, understand their value. Right. I, I think of 21 Jump Street and her back in the day, like <laughs> yes. these adults <laughs> going back into high school life. Mm -hmm. um, because if, if you're in charge of policy, programs, curriculum, instruction, parking lot, security, like, and you don't know them, what are the odds that you're going to design things for them? 
that are a miss. And I would say 100% chance. <laughs> well, yeah. And I think too, um, I think back in just, you know, my, my days in, in schools and such and um, doing things like focus groups. Oh, let's bring some students together and let's have a focus group. And I think, well, first of all, hmm. so you've already um, made some determinations just based on having a focus group. Do you now have kids who feel confident? You have yeah. kids who are talkers. And you have who have kids who um, have maybe been selected because they get along well with teachers, right? So yeah, you've already kind of isolated involved, out. High achieving. Right. Um, yeah, I remember sitting with an ASB group with him and thinking, like, this is not representative of the student right. body. And so trying to understand. So, you know, you talk about immersion. Um, I do a lot with empathy mapping. Just being yeah. able to sit back and say, if, if you're listening to a conversation by somebody, yes, what they say is important. But it's also important to look at what they're doing. Mm. What, and we talked about this with the high schoolers. You know, are, are they talking a lot with their hands? Do they seem jittery? Are they diverting their eyes because they don't want to look at you? Like, those are all important things to note. Um, also, what might they be feeling? You know, are, are there, there are certain usually words that kind of give you those clues, right? Oh, this is anxiety driven or are they yeah. feeling happy right now? Um, you know, what are, what are they thinking? So yeah. when you look again, instead of just taking the face value of, well, you know, she said she was mad at me. Okay, well, let's dig into that a little bit more and, and really what's going on. It, it could be something completely different, yeah. I think, is, is important to, to do. My, um, my daughter's school does this cool thing every year. It's called Shadow Your Student Day. Oh, okay. uh, and so they, they're very nice in that they make it a, a minimum day. <laughs> they told parents, you actually had to attend from, from 7 to 2 or 8 to 3, and parents just say you're crazy. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just follow my daughter to all of her classes for the day. Um, it's cool because it's an opportunity for parents to, I think, connect and remember what mm -hmm. high school is like. Yeah. Right. So for me, it's high anxiety day. Like I, I joke yes. with my daughter. I'm like, I do not want to go back to high school. Like I dreaded high school. I, right. I just did not have great experiences. And now you're making me go back for a day. So that's a nice connection with her for her to kind of, you know, kind yeah. of laugh and say, yeah. it's okay, mom. Or for me to say, I need my coffee. And she says, we can't have coffee, you know, during class. I'm like, right. what do you mean? You can't totally. have coffee during class. <laughs> um, but yet on the flip side, it's also very painful mm -hmm. because um, one, high schools for the most part haven't changed. And that's mm -hmm. not a slight on any of our teachers. It's just the yeah. system of, of what it is, right? Um, but the other thing I think that where they're missing the mark is a lot of teachers kind of amp it up. Oh, parents are here today. We're gonna play a game or, or I built this lesson to engage mm, the parents. Right. And really, honestly, I just want you to do what you do. Yeah. Like, don't, don't stop your normal day because I'm in the room. Right. Do what you do because I think that would give me a better understanding yeah. of what my daughter's going through. Right. But if I go and say, well, I don't understand why, why you're so stressed out about biology. Totally. That lab was really cool today. Like, well, you know, you're that, disengaged and don't care. Cause I, she exactly. was great. She was really excited. <laughs> exactly. And so I don't know how to, I, I think teachers of course are afraid. They will they want to make a good impression. Yeah. I, I, I'm a teacher too. I, I probably would do the same thing. Right. Like yeah. when principal, you give your best lesson possible, right? right? You dust off. You're like, here it right. is. Yep. Um, but I think in terms of building empathy and really like going back to your question, understanding each other, mm -hmm. just do what you do mm -hmm. and let me, let me understand now what's happening, right? Yep. And I can yep. better help my child as she's stressed out through these yep. days, trying, you know, she's trying to get into college, trying to have yep. a life, trying to play sports and work a job and do her thing. And right. so that would help me better, I think. But yeah, they're trying. 
I, I'm so glad you said that because I was at my wife and I went to back to school night for our son's middle school the other night. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I've never been able to go to a back to school night for all of our kids. I've always had work in it. So this is my first one. And the way they designed it was we went to every single one of his class periods. So my wife and I were walking and we were in this like, you know, the passing period. And I, was, I knew a bunch of the parents, kind of some of them. But um, my wife said, hey, I, I'm going to use the restroom for a minute. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Just stand here? She's like, yeah. And I stood there and I was, all I wanted to do was pull out my phone mm-hmm. so that I could hide. But I, I actually saw one of my son's buddies and we've carpooled with him. We, I, and I wa- literally, I waved at him and, and he didn't recognize me or didn't see me. And he turned away. And all of a sudden I'm like, I'm waving at someone that's not waving back. <laughs> and my wife came back. And I'm, I'm like, we got to get out of here. <laughs> like, this is bringing up all the memories. But right. it, was, it was so helpful to your point to go home and think about my son, who I see him at night when he's maybe grumpy or tired or had a mm-hmm. stressful day. And honestly, I came back and I was like, buddy, I love you. <laughs> you're like, you're such a <laughs> champ. I can't believe you do this all day. Like that's so stressful on so many levels and he doesn't have the tools yet or the self-awareness yet to realize when he waves at a friend and they don't wave back, what actually just happened to him on the inside. Uh, He has to live the rest of the day like that, not knowing. I mean, it's just, so how do we, and this is Mike, you and me talking, how do we, how do we get school leaders, principals, how do we superintendents, like how do we get them to do that work? I mean, it's not, it's not hard. It's not hard to immerse yourself in student culture for a day or two. It's not hard to find students who wouldn't normally come to focus group and Mm -hmm. take them out to lunch. Like you can do that. But Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that? I think, you know, it's funny. It's, it's not the actual action is not hard, but what's hard is making the time and seeing like the importance of doing it. Yeah. So in terms of like, how do we, how do we do it? That's where I struggle because I think, once you do it, you're going to know it's a game changer, right? I right. think once you go out there and have those experiences, you'll never go back. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to, how to do that. It's like the gift of time, right? The, the, mm-hmm. the, the permission. How many times I work with teachers and they'll say, well, do I have permission to do that? Mm-hmm. Is it best for kids? Then mm-hmm. you have permission to do it. Yeah. Like it's, it's <laughs> weird. And, I, and I'm realizing it's all the way up. Like, I think even superintendents, you know, they, they report to the board, they have all the people that work in their office. Yeah. And if they were to say, eh, I'm going to just go down the street and, and have lunch with a couple, couple of kids, they'd be like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, your schedule is packed. So mm-hmm. um, I think building that why is yeah. important. And again, that, that's where design thinking can fit so well, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's, again, the empathy and the defining piece of we need to remember who we work for. Mm-hmm. And then how, and we work for the students and we work for their parents. Mm-hmm. And so then how do we meet their needs? It's, it's even back to school night. I was talking to a friend the other night yeah. at a district. Her back to school night starts at 515. Mm-hmm. How many parents do you think are there at 515? Right. Yeah. And, and they do that because it's more convenient to teachers. They can get out earlier and they can, they can all sure. go home. Right. But it's not convenient. So right. How, how right. do we bridge that? I think it's, we keep telling these stories. Yeah. And there's a, He's probably one of my like my idols and my mentor. There's a superintendent in Wisconsin. His name is Joe Sanfilippo, hmm. and he he keynotes and he talks and you can find him, you know, of course on on Twitter, which is which mm-hmm. is where I met him. And one of the things he said to me is he said, you know, we might not be the most innovative district out there. Hmm. He said our stories are out there. That's his that's his hmm. mission. Mission is storytelling. He wow. gets stories out there every day about Fall Creek, and I think even 
Obama mm. one time was like a go crickets or something. Like their story is mm. out there because that's what he's committed to doing, like yeah. getting out the good word about right. school. And so maybe it's just that. Maybe it's like mm. you and I and, and the ones who are doing it, like, like mm -hmm. amplifying those voices that are getting the word out and saying, what story could you tell today? Yeah. If I told every principal and every superintendent every single day, you yep. need to tell a good story, how are you going to get it if you're in your office? Totally. Yeah. Right? And stories change culture, cement yes. culture, um, right. celebrate the right things. That's mm -hmm. I totally agree. Right. And then they, and when you start to really tell the stories and you start to listen, because yeah. in the beginning, it's probably, oh, I took a picture and these kids were, were building a robot. But then sure. when you start digging into that a little bit more and you connect with that student and you realize yeah. like this is a game changer for that child. Right. Now we're having different conversations. Right. Now maybe the robotics club is even getting funded more because yeah. you're in there and you're making those connections and understanding what a game changer that is for students. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Just I'm going to switch gears. That's just a thought. <laughs> just a thought. My Lord Spencer. Hey, thanks for joining in on the U-School podcast. We'd love to share with you the resources available on our website at theuschool.com. Not just articles, eBooks, worksheets, and other podcast episodes, but specifically, you should know about a free course we have available called the Real Me Course. It's digital, it's interactive, and it'll guide you to get clear about who you are and the great story you could tell with your life. So go register for a free account and get started on the Real Me course today at theuschool.com. That's theuschool.com.